بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيد الأنبياء والمرسلين وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين اللهم صل على سيدنا ومولانا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا ومولانا محمد وبارك وسلم أما بعد السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته So previously, I wasn't here last week. Clearly, I was at uh, in Marietta, uh, the ECIC Masjid, the East Cobb Islamic Center. And last week, it was uh, the International Day uh, for Persons with Disabilities. So I gave the khutbah over there uh, regarding that. And I felt like, you know, I can, uh, inshallah, share the same khutbah, inshallah, this week. So that, inshallah, we can take benefit. So that, although that, that day is celebrating individuals and acknowledging them, those who have disabilities, that was last week. This doesn't limit us into you know, our uh, understanding of their situations and having the, the sentiment of that for them. The first thing we have to understand uh, is, as believers, we have to thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for everything that we have. Everything that we have in our lives, every khair, every goodness that we have, our health, the wealth that we have, our families, every aspect of our lives is a gift from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This includes our mental health, spiritual health, and of course our physical health as well. All of this is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, we're commanded to do shukr, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says to Dawood alayhi salam, I'malu ala Dawood shukra. O family of Dawood, along with Dawood alayhi salatu salam, you should display shukr. Show your thanks to me. This is a commandment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to the believers that we have to show thanks to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That along with the fact Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Wa If you tried your best to count the favors that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you, we would not be able to do so. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Try your best to count the favors of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If we were just to count the different chemical processes that go through our bodies, we would never be able to finish. Just for a few moments of what is happening, all the ni'mas upon us from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we would never be able to thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for all of what He has given us. There's a hadith in Sahih al-Bukhari where there was this individual from Banu Israel. And Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa was telling the sahaba about this. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had revealed this to him. About this individual. This person was created by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he lived on an island, a small island, and he was alone there. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him fresh water on that island and he had fruits and different trees and everything available for him. So he had all the sustenance, everything, and this person would worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So he spent years and years, and we know in different ahadith, the lifespan of those in Banu Israel was extremely long, hundreds of years. And this person would worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala using those blessings that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had bestowed upon him. Jibreel alayhi salam, every time he would come to the dunya because, you know, different anbiya alayhi salatu wasalam, wahi was being revealed, he would bring the wahi, he would see this person in sajda all the time. So this person was granted sustenance from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala didn't have to worry about work he had fresh water he had a source of food and sustenance and he would worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for hundreds of years eventually he did pass away and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 
spoke to him and said that you may enter Jannah through my mercy. And this individual said that I would like to go to Jannah through the fruits of my labor and the efforts that I've made for hundreds of years. I want to go to Jannah through that. Naturally, a person has aspirations. They felt like if they did a good job in dunya, they want to be recognized for those. This individual made a mistake, however. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allowed him to go to Jannah through the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he actually wanted to see where his a'mal and his good actions could take him. And so then the hadith says that the ni'mah of eyesight was brought. Only eyesight, being able to see. It was placed on one side of a balance. And all of the hundreds of years of a'mal and good actions of this person was placed on the other side of the balance. And the eyesight was much heavier. That is just the ability to see. And this person worshipped Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for many, many years. He didn't, you know, disobey Allah. How do we find ourselves? We struggle to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We struggle to obey Allah. There's absolutely no way we can survive in the hereafter, even in this life, without acknowledging and showing thanks and shukr to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for every small blessing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given to us. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam tells us also one way of showing shukr to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, showing thanks to Him, is when we see someone who is misfortunate, who doesn't have what we have. There's a special dua that we should say. This is narrated in the book of uh, Imam Ibn Majah with a Hassan, a, a strong chain of narration. Narrated by Ibn Umar radiallahu anhumah, he says that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Man faja'ahu sahibu bala' faqal, Alhamdulillahi alladhi aafani min mabtalaka bih, wa faddalani ala kathirin mimman khalaqa tafdila, ufiya min thalika albala' kainan ma kan. So in this hadith, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa says that if you come across a person who is going through difficulty and you say the following, then you will be saved from that difficulty no matter what it may be. This is the hadith, the good Hassan chain of narration. What is the dua? If you recite this, when you see someone in difficulty, you'll be saved from that difficulty. Alhamdulillah alladhi aafani mimma abtalaka bih wa faddalani ala kathirin mimman khalaqa tafdila This is the dua. What does it mean? All praise belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who has granted me wellness from that which he has afflicted you with. And he has given me goodness and wellness and khayr over many of his creation. So this is showing the, the thanks that we should display to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Of course, we shouldn't approach a person and tell them this directly into their face, but this is something that we should say under our breaths and, and remember the ni'mah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If you see someone in difficulty and you make this dua, inshallah, if you make it in, in your own language also, it is, it is the condition of the heart that, that really matters. Of course, the Arabic is much better. These are the words of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But if you say this in your own language, oh Allah, thank you for uh, giving me afiyah and goodness and, and saving me from that which you afflicted this person from. And, and you have given me so much more than many of your slaves. Inshallah, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa tells us in this hadith, you will be protected from whatever that situation is. This is very important. We see people who are less fortunate from, than us on a daily basis. 
If we make this dua, we protect what we have, and we are protecting ourselves from being in that in those situations. So, this this is just a, a you know a, a manifestation of of the life of a believer. The life of a believer we can say is like a coin. A coin is a single thing; it has two sides. One side is sabr, the other side is shukr. At all times, a believer will either experience sabr or they will experience shukr. This is what we should have, ideally. In the hadith, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, عَجَبًا لِأَمْرِ الْمُؤْمِنِ إِنَّ أَمْرَهُ كُلَّهُ خَيْرِ وَلَيْسَ ذَاكَ لِأَحَدٍ إِلَّا لِلْمُؤْمِنِ إِنْ أَصَابَتُ سَرَّاءَ شَكَرْ فَكَانَ خَيْرًا لَهُ وَإِنْ أَصَابَتُ ضَرَّاءَ صَبَرْ فَكَانَ خَيْرًا لَهُ this is a hadith in, in Sahih Muslim, narrated by Suhaib radiallahu anhu. He says, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa says, Astonishing and amazing is the situation of Muslims. They have this specialty, this special bounty from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and this only belongs to a believer. And what is this special trait that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has granted believers? If goodness comes to them, they show thanks to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that is khayr, it is good for them. And if times of difficulty come upon them, they are patient. And that is good for them. So no matter what, the life of a believer is good for them. Because you are either going to be in a state of sabr or a state of shukr. And Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa is telling us what is the ideal. Of course, not all of us can experience sabr and shukr at all times. Most of us, almost all of us, we will complain when we're in these difficult times. And when we're in times of goodness and ease, we often find ourselves forgetting Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We don't do more shukr, we don't increase our ibadah and worship of Allah. We, we kind of forget of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But what Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa says in this hadith is the ideal situation. That we should show shukr and thanks to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. One way of showing shukr, one way of showing thanks to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for what we have, like I've mentioned in the previous hadith of the dua, is that we look at those who are less fortunate than us. We understand that certain people have disabilities. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala creates them this way. Not of anything that they have done. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has chosen to create these individuals in this manner, and He has chosen to not create us in this manner. Now this is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's rahmah for us. It's also a rahmah for them. People with certain disabilities, they may go directly to Jannah. Or if they, they understand and they have that level of uh, understanding, then if they, 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 they show sabr and patience, that will be a means for them to enter Jannah. Now what is the Islamic perspective of, of disabilities? When we talk about individuals with certain disabilities, certain difficulties... Uh, whether that be mental or physical or any any situation, what is the Islamic perspective? Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says in Surah Al-Fath, "Laysa ala al-a'ma haraj, wala ala al-a'raj haraj, wala ala al-marid haraj. Wamay yuti' Allah wa Rasuluhu yudhilhu jannatin tajrimin tahtiha al-anhar. Wamay yatawla yuadzibhu adzaban alima." Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says, and this is in the context of going for Fath Makkah in Surah Al-Fath. In the, the battle with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa So the Sahaba are highly encouraged to join Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa In those different battles that took place There were certain individuals who were disabled They couldn't take part They wanted to Their hearts 
cried to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also says in Surah Al-Ma'idah, these people cry, they turn away from you, they don't have any type of uh, conveyance, any weapons, and you're, you're not allowing them to enter the battle, and they turn away and they're crying. So certain individuals amongst the Sahaba, they really wanted to participate in these battles, but they just could not. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in this ayah, and this is to understand what is our perspective of individuals with disabilities. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, those who are blind, they are at no fault. Those who are paralyzed are at no fault. Those who are, are sick are at no fault. They do not have to participate in these difficult struggles just like everyone else. They are excused. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala explains something that applies to everyone. Those who obey Allah and His Rasul, they will be entered into Jannah under which there are flowing rivers. And those who turn away from Allah and His Rasul and do not obey, they will be punished with a painful punishment. So what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in this ayah is those who are misfortunate, they don't have what we have. Whether that be financial, whether that be uh, you know, physical disabilities, and that's what we're talking about here. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grants them a type of concession. So we as believers should understand this sentiment. This is something that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Qur'an. We should reflect that as well. When we find individuals that are going through hardship, we should feel that in our hearts. When we find an individual who is, is physically disabled or mentally disabled or whatever their situation may be in, in any type of difficulty, we should realize, number one, that dua, all praise be to Allah who has saved me from this. And He has given me so much more than many of His creation. We say that to ourselves. But what we reflect to these individuals is, is kindness, is softness. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given them a concession. Why can't we give them a concession? Whatever, in whatever manner we can, let us try our best. If they are you know, pressuring us or you know, perhaps they are of uh, irate behavior, they're irate or... You know, that they're irritable, we should have patience. We should forego, we should tolerate them for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is forgiving them, let us forgive them as well. How did Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa deal with those who were less fortunate? There's many different ahadith in this regard, especially Surah Abasa. We'll talk about that soon. But I wanted to talk about there was one individual who had, uh, he wasn't physically disabled, but he had low self-esteem. Right? He was less fortunate in the, in the sense that he had low self-esteem. How did Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam deal with this individual? Anas bin Malik radiallahu anhu narrates this hadith and he says that there was this individual who lived in the village. He wasn't close to Medina. He would travel to Medina from the village to do business. And after he finished his business, he would go back to the village. And he loved Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So he would bring certain gifts from his village to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam every time he would come. Certain fruits and vegetables and, and different things for Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And when he was t about to leave, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam would approach him and give him gifts as well. So they had a very cordial and very nice relationship. Uh, and they're very friendly with one another. This person's name was Zahir. The hadith says his name was Zahir. And Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, he would say this phrase, إِنَّ زَاهِرًا بَادِيَتُنَا وَنَحْنُ حَاضِرُوهُ Zahir is our connection with the village, and we are his connection with the city. This shows a strong connection Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had. The narrator of this hadith says, 
كَانَ رَجُلًا دَمِيمًا He was not physically attractive. Zahir did not have a physically attractive appearance. And because of this, he suffered from a low self-esteem. One time, Rasulullah approached Zahir, and Zahir didn't see him. He had already come into Medina, and he was doing a business transaction. So Rasulullah came behind him, and as a friendly joke, he, he hugged him very tightly. And so Zahir didn't know who this was, and he was really afraid. This might be an enemy, this might be someone who wants to harm me. So he began to exclaim, who is this? Let me go. And so he, he turned a little bit and he could tell that this was Rasulullah Of course the fragrance of Nabi Sallallahu just the presence of Nabi Sallallahu they could feel this. As soon as he realized this was Nabi Sallallahu he started backing into his hug and, and, and you know, accepting the embrace of Rasulullah Sallallahu And so Nabi Sallallahu continued with his joke and he exclaimed out to other people, he said, who will buy the slave from me as a joke? And so the response of Zahid is what I want to point out here. He had low self-esteem. He said, Ya Rasulullah, If you are trying to sell me, I am willing to sell myself for you, but you will find me very cheap. You will find me of someone with very little value. And this is what he thought of himself. He thought that he had low value. And the narrator of the hadith said, he was not physically attractive. So what was the response of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? He said, لَكِنْ عِنْدَ اللَّهِ لَسْتَ بِكَاسِدْ You think that you have low value, your self-worth is, is low. However, I know your situation between you and Allah. I know what your value is with Allah. You are not cheap. You are extremely valuable in the court of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so within this joke of Rasulullah welcoming his friend to the city, he gives him, he lifts him up and he gives him self-esteem. This is how we should approach individuals who, whether it be mental, whether it be physical, or any situation they find themselves in, if they're in difficulty, let us be amongst those who lift them up instead of pushing them back down. This is a characteristic of Rasulullah This is a sentiment found in the Qur'an that we excuse those who have a, a proper excuse. We need to change our perception and our understanding of these certain individuals. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created them that way. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created us the way we are. Let us accept ourselves so that we can accept others as well. This is not to say that they are any lower than us. They are not secondary citizens. They are just like we are. And we have to accept them as such. These individuals have so much to, to give to society, just like we have so much to give. If we feel that I am no one, I can't give anything back to the community, we're wrong. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created us for a higher purpose. One of our shayukh, our teachers, used to tell us that you know, everyone has a family, everyone is, uh, everyone is working, everyone has children. You people should strive to do something more. You know, amongst us were people that, you know, they were thinking that we can't do these things. And so our, our teacher was telling us that try and go out there and do what you can for the society, for your community. Everyone has something to give. And so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed us greatly 
Uh, and, and he has given us examples among the Sahaba as well. Certain Sahaba were disabled. And this is why this ayah was revealed in the Quran. They had great talents. When we look at the Mu'addin of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa immediately in our minds when we hear that the Mu'addin of Rasulullah, we think of Sayyidina Bilal radiallahu anhu. And he is the Mu'addin of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa He will enter Jannah with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa just as he used to call the Adhan for the Imam Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa However, there was another Mu'addin as well. And this Mu'addin was blind. The Mu'addin of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa we have many different ahadith regarding this person. And we have a surah in the Qur'an after this person. The surah starts with an incident that took place. And the surah to Abasa. We know the translation. It's, he frowned and he turned away because the blind man came to him. And perhaps this blind man wanted to purify himself and wanted to get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This refers to an incident where Rasulullah was giving da'wah to the leaders of the Quraysh and Abdullah bin Umm Maktum, that's his name. Abdullah bin Umm Maktum was a blind Sahabi. He used to call the Adhan. And there used to be two Adhans and still now in the, the Haramain, Sharifain, uh, there, there's two Adhans for Fajr. There's a Tahajjud Adhan and then there's a, the Fajr Adhan. So we find in the Ahadith that Sayyidina Bilal used to do the Tahajjud Adhan and thereafter, Abdullah bin Umm Maktum used to do Fajr and then they switched. So they used to take turns in this regard. So this individual came to Rasulullah while he was giving da'wah to the leaders of Quraysh. This was a very prime opportunity for Nabi because the leaders of Quraysh would usually never lend him an ear. And so Nabi was speaking to them. And so this person, he was blind, he came to Nabi and kind of interrupted his da'wah and started asking Nabi questions about how to purify himself how to do worship. And so Rasulullah was getting a little bit disturbed because this was a very rare chance. And he could attend to Abdullah bin Umm Maktoum at any time. And so he kept asking and kept asking. And then Rasulullah, his character was such, he wouldn't, he wouldn't call them out like that. He turned away and he was upset. And so this, this surah was revealed. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reveals this surah and saying that this blind person came to you and he was seeking to become better and you turned away upset. But it's a legitimate cause. Imagine our situation. How do we treat people who are less fortunate than us? How often do we get annoyed with those who are under our care? Those who work for us. Those of our family members. What is our level of tolerance with them? All Nabi Wasallam did was turned away. He didn't say anything. And this surah was revealed as a type of you know, reproach from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to Rasulullah sallallahu what then is our situation? How should we tolerate and care for these people who are less fortunate than us? I'll finish with a, a hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Abu Huraira radiallahu anhu says, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam gives us a very beautiful golden rule here. And he says, Unduru ila man asfala minkum, wala tanduru ila man huwa fawqakum, fa huwa ajdaru ala tazdaru ni'matallahi alaykum. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Look at those who are less fortunate than you. And don't look at those, and don't take as an example for your life, and do not compare yourself with those individuals who are above you. This will cause a state of shukr, thanks, and appreciation and gratitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in your heart. 
So this is a, a, a principle that Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is telling us. Not only do we avoid looking at those who are better off than us, in our eyes they're better off than us. Look at those who have less. There are people who, they don't have a, you know, good health. They don't have, some people they don't have, their finances are very in, in, in a difficult situation. Let us look at them, not look, look at the billionaires and, and, and feel bad for what we don't have. This is the, the you know, advice of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And another thing we can take away from this hadith is that really look at them. Those who are less fortunate than us, look at them with the eye of mercy. Look at them with the eye of tolerance. Look at them as just as one of us. If Allah wanted, He could have created us that way. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us our faculties. We can use them as we will. We have so much to be thankful for. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us tawfiq, to be thankful, show thanks to Him in all of the situations that He gives us. And make the dua also, Alhamdulillahi ala kulli hal, wa'a'udhu billahi min hali ahli nar. We thank Allah in every situation we find ourselves in, and we seek His protection from the condition of the people of Jahannam. وصلى الله تبارك وتعالى على خير خلقه محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين